Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning. Good morning. Little, little, little earlier than the usual. What's it? Noon out there in Cincinnati? You guys, do you guys recognize daylight savings time? I never know with Ohio. You guys. We do. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've had this discussion recently with somebody. Why are we doing this still? Well, the chili farmers, it's for the chili farmers. They need the extra hour of daylight to get the macaroni. Why, why do you continue this false narrative? There is no macaroni in the traditional Cincinnati three-way. There, it's spaghetti, spaghetti noodles. No yeah, macaroni. I, re- I refuse. I refuse as an Italian man to recognize that that like I can't. I cannot spaghetti. What are you guys are doing. Well, t- take it up with the, uh, the the founders. The founders. Uh, quick history. I think we've done this. The founders of Skyline. He's from Greece, and the founder of Gold Star. I believe he's Syrian. So those the yeah. so it's Mediterranean. Those are the two regions that you want to uh, take it up with. They're not Italian, obviously. Yeah. But Greek, put your fuck, put, you know, black olives in it. Leave the Italians out of this mess. But, but both those countries, you know, Mediterranean wrap your chili and, you know, whatever those fucking, what do they make the, you know, the little Greek looking egg rolls things. What are you talking about? I'm not sure. Not, you're no, not talking you, about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, not you're not talking about euros. You're talking about no, no. Talking about the like whatever leaf things. Let's leave the Italians out of your mess. Well, regardless, I don't understand. You know, it, it gets dark at like 5:20 now, and just because the clock was moved forward an hour two weeks ago ahead, like why are we doing this? Is it really for farmers? Yeah. Not sure there are farmers in America anymore, but you know. Oh, there are, but <laughs> I I don't think I don't think it's necessary. Now you all, it's always pretty dark where you're at. Like it's always darker a little earlier throughout the year. You're probably getting that five thirty nighttime. Oh God, no four something. Man, I forgot about that. I mean, I'll, I'll check it for you, but I, th- I want to say that last the other day when I went surfing, four forty eight sunset. Oh, forgot about that. Well, the good news is nighttime arrives for football, Sunday night football, Thursday night right. football. Right? It's kind of weird when it's still daylight and, and the games are on. Hot start to this show, discussing the weather, daylight savings time. And chili. And chili, which you always bring it back to. That's you. 
Not me. You got that. You got that Cincinnati sweatshirt on. Yeah, I'm repping. I'm repping the hood. See all these grays in my beard, man, dude. I swear, aging, huh? Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed a ton more now than I did just a year or two ago. It almost makes you not want to grow a beard because you feel old. It's harder to highlight your beard, isn't it, buddy? I don't highlight my hair for the millionth time. You got sounds like you got to frost those frost those beard tips brown. It's unbelievable. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I did start wearing a cap, so you're welcome. I'm welcome. Okay, thanks. Can I share a quick story? Actually, because I, I, I want to go in and I'll let the dirt balls. I'll, I'll, I'll actually be open to feedback. Obviously, you're going to give me your feedback. I want to share a story that I've shared with some brothers. And the feedback's been very mixed on an incident that I had at the fitness center that I belong to. You so, borrowed a guy in the locker room's toenail clippers. And the feedback <laughs> in the brothers chat has been mixed. No, so I because I think you're gonna agree with me because you're you're a clean guy. This is where I think you're gonna agree with me. It, it it does revolve around hygiene. So the gym I belong to, I have my own locker. Okay. Right. Everybody humble brag. Humble brag right. I pay for my own locker, even has my name on it, right? Whatever. Every, everybody pays for it in this area. The bench is really small though, it's not that big. But a lot of these old men, Joe, who belong to the, the health and fitness club kind of leave their shit out who have lockers, which I think is rude. It's gross. Also, pandemic or no pandemic, it's just disgusting, right? It's What does that even mean, leave their shit out? Like, let's say they play racket, racquetball or they work out and they'll just throw their nasty, dirty stuff on the bench while they shower instead of putting it in their locker. And a lot of times it's in the way. This is a small area. So I came in, I don't know, like a month ago, I was already not in the best place mentally as far as being in kind of a shitty mood. And this guy right on the left of my locker, not directly in front, but right on the left, he has old, sweaty, disgusting shoes, a racket club, a giant bag, all nasty stuff, basically just sitting there while he's in the shower. I'm assuming, right? I don't know where he's at. But it's just, it's, it's not tidy. It's not neat. It's a lot of stuff. I kick it to the left. I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm sick of these guys doing this. Because a lot of these old men walk around there like it's a country club. It's not. You act like it is. It's not. It's not some ritzy, fancy country club. Anyway, so the guy comes back. He was either in the shower or in the hot tub, steam room, wherever. He comes back. I'm changing to get into my swim trunks. I say, is that your stuff? And he said, yeah. And I asked him because I wanted to know this is important for the situation. I said, do you, I said, do you have a locker, sir? He said, yeah. And then I said, why don't you use it? And then it all unfolded from there. He's like, you're telling me to use my locker. Why does it bother you? I said, cause your shit's everywhere, man. And it's disgusting and it's all sweaty stuff. And the whole point of having a locker is to use it. I said, he goes, I just played Rocket Club. I'm not putting my disgusting, sweaty stuff in my locker while I shower. I said, I do. After I sweat or do whatever, I put it in my locker, shower, come back. 
He goes, well, good for you. Aren't you better? And I said, I said, how do you not understand this? It's about respect and common courtesy. And uh, we go back and forth. The funniest part of all this is he's buck naked. I'm getting buck naked. We're only like a foot and a half apart. He's probably in his late. So then it's just a who can slap each other with each, with the dick harder. Yeah. So. It goes back and forth for a while and he's like, I can't believe you. The nerve you have to tell me to clean up after myself. I go I, and, I, and it's, it's just stupid back and forth. I'm like, how do you not understand that, man? I go, it's just it's just common courtesy. I said, it's a small locker room. We're all sharing it. It's about respecting others. And you don't tell me to respect blah, blah, blah. And he's going on and on. And uh, before I leave, so now I have my swim trunks on and my towels over me and I'm ready to walk into the pool. And I look at him and I said, you're fucking disgusting. And he looks back at me and he didn't know what to say. So his response was, you're fucking disgusting. And I said, that made no sense. And I just walk away. Am I wrong in this situation? I think I'm right. I think that you're right, but I think, you know, it's it, to, to me, the simple fact of it is your shit, sir, has to be self-contained and somewhere like, OK, you don't put your dirty shit in your locker. OK, first of all, wild, but like whatever. So what are you going to do with it? Like what what eventually happens to all this stuff Then you put it all in your gym bag and you take it home with you? So then put it all in your gym bag and either put that gym bag under a bench or hang that gym bag on a hook somewhere. But like the bottom line is if your shit is just out, like you don't own this place. Dude, when I go, I swim, I, I contain, I I put everything in this gym bag that I have when I swim. I have a kickboard. I have fins. I have my goggles. I have whatever. When I get out, I take my suit off. It goes into a plastic bag inside my bag. Everything's self-contained. So when I get there, all of my clothes, listen, is it great that I keep all of my chlorinated shit in there all week? And then when I'm in the pool, I take off my shirt and my sweatpants and I put them in the chlorine filled bag. No, but what am I going to do? Just strewn them about like everything needs to be self-contained, sir. And, and that if you want to put it all in your gym bag and then put your gym bag somewhere that's like, you know, out of the way and not in your locker. Okay. And that was my whole thing was that he kept saying, you got plenty of, he kept saying, you have plenty of space. I kept saying, dude, this is a small locker. Who gives a shit? You, you've got shit. shit. If it's the biggest locker room of all time, what kind of person just goes, I'll just leave my fucking, you know, sweated on shorts here until I get back. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, he was like shocked. He kept saying, I can't believe you. You're telling me I got to pick up after myself. And at one point, I'm pretty sure I said, because I was I was so I was I was calm and he, I, he was getting angry because I kept referring to him as sir. It was patronizing, right? Like, sir, I don't know. I think it's respectful to clean up after yourself. And at one point, I think I said, I bet you have a messy house too, sir. Like I was I was really digging in on him uh i mean you definitely have problems you have you have you know that like why this is your fight i don't know but like yeah, yeah but, but hold on. It, it's not that it's a big fight it's that joe i've seen it enough again and, and i've seen it they if, if i was to draw a 
if if I was to stereotype who does this, I say it's 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 all like I'll just be straight up with you. It's it's white guys in their late fifties who, like I said, who play racket club, who think who think this. It's called Beachmont Racket and Fitness, and and it's a nice fitness club. Don't get me wrong. But like, these are the type of guys who play racket club. They go up to the bar after they play, they think they own the place and they make a mess. And my thing is, if you have a locker, if you are paying for one, and by the way, they're not expensive. They're $95 for the whole year. If you're paying for a locker, use the fucking locker. Even if you're not paying for a locker, like, dude, you know, I always think about, uh, and, and I'm like, like you said, I'm a tidy person, but like, if you come into my hotel room where I'm staying for four days, my fucking dirty clothes are in the laundry bag they provide me sitting next to my suitcase. Like, str- like what kind of person, you know, I understand people like throw their shit everywhere. And that's in a self-contained thing where people can come in. I don't fucking like to look gross when the maid comes in to clean up. Oh, she's got to now move my shorts off the bed so she can make it. No. So certainly in a full full on share space. So why am I a lunatic? Why am I a lunatic? Well, because you're like, you know, hold on. Let me ask you this. Would you have never said anything if you kept seeing this happen? And again, I'm the the kind of person, too, where I would have just taken all their stuff. Like for me, the end game is also I don't want that shit in my way and I don't want that shit out. So I might have just taken the bag and all the stuff and kicked it to a place where it was out of the way. And waited for somebody to come in and be like, hey, what are my stuff? But like other than like letting it stay there and then being like, sir, sir, can no, we I, talk about your. No, I moved it. I, I, I moved it. But I also had to say something. I, I just like, again, if no one says anything to this guy, he's going to keep doing it. And I haven't seen him since whatever. And I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be so awkward. He's. He's three lockers down from me. It's not going to be awkward for me. I don't care. Pick up after yourself. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. I think it's repulsive when people just leave shit out like that, especially gross, sweaty stuff. My girlfriend will leave shit out. And then eventually, eventually, I'll just throw it away. And then it'll be like, hey, where did that thing go? I'm like, you didn't care enough when it was just fucking wherever. So now it's gone forever. Yeah. Well, that's what you know what? That's what I thought about doing. I thought about I didn't want to pick up his gross stuff. but I was like, there's a garbage can right over there. I'm going to pick up your stuff, drop it off in the garbage can. But when people yeah, say honestly, what you should what you should have done is uh, you should have packed it all in his bag and then just taken it to lost and found. But like, hey, somebody left this in the locker room. Seemed seemed to be unattended. I know he's the type of guy, too. I know. He gets changed. He goes again. He goes up to that bar. It's right when you walk into the fitness center. And I know he's like, I can't. You this guy down there, this guy, last name Ruther on his locker. I can't. He's out there telling me to pick up after myself. I guarantee he did that. I know he did that. Now, if I was really psycho, I would look up this guy. I haven't done that yet. So I'm not too psycho. I haven't looked up his last name. But I feel like there's a part two of this that will happen eventually. We, I saw the guy again. This is what happened. You know what? Fuck that guy, man. Pick up after yourself. There, there, there's just common courtesy in life. There's, there's etiquette. That's, that's all I want. You know, it's a great segue to discuss being 
you know, look like we're talking about hygiene. It's a great segue for Harry's Joe, because we have the razors that keep us looking good. Obviously I'm growing a beard, but even around the beard that I'm growing, I get those fine Harry's razor blades to make it look fresh. This that's what this guy needs in his life. He, first of all, he, he needs to start with cleanliness and cleanliness starts with a good shave. Doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for helping cleanliness, me out. Cleanliness is next to Harry's nest, as they say. I, I appreciate that. Dirtballs, if you don't know Harry's, it's time you do. Harry's was created to be different from other shaving companies. They have the high-quality, long-lasting blades, the durable weighted handles that make a close, comfortable shave, quick, and dare we say, enjoyable. I dare say that, Harry's. You are very enjoyable when I shave. I, I shave in the bathroom, like when I'm showering. I got, I got a mirror in there, a fogless mirror. That's where I shave. And uh, refill blades start as low as two bucks. That's a pretty easy decision, dirt balls. So new Harry's customers get their starter set, which includes a five-blade razor, that weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover. Cover. It's all $13 for just $3. You really can't beat it. And uh, we have been working with Harry's for six to seven years. I, I lost track. It's, it's so great. Dirtballs really hop on board. I don't know what you're waiting on because there's never been a better time to go to Harry's. Go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports to get their starter set for just three bucks. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So you've got nothing to lose. So go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports right now to get this special offer. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com forward slash dirty sports also a great christmas gift as christmas is around the corner yeah dads love razors yeah shaving kits get the man something he needs that's right so we can go through this kind of quickly i mean you're gonna have more to say probably than me major league baseball awards have been announced a lot of them i should say Congratulations to all of the uh, dirty sliders that got into our preseason Randy for ROI bet. We will we'll be talking about that more on the, the next Dirty Slides episode. But we won, guys, three to one. Four, three, I think there's four or five, maybe six people who, who got in on our Andy for ROI, Randy for ROI bet. And so payments will be sent soon. A couple of you guys have already reached out and said, keep it. It's going to the show, which I appreciate. But the rest of it will all be sorted. Everybody will be contacted and you all get your winnings. But an exciting win for all the sliders. Andy, last year in the in the Dodgers Rays World Series, Randy Orezarena, uh was dominant. And then technically he was still a rookie this year. And I said, how stupid would we have to be to not bet on him to win rookie of the year? So I put a call out to all of our fans. Venmo me your money. I'll bet it all. I'll send you your winnings when it happens. A nice investment into the Dirty Slides podcast. Now that that seemed, became profitable. That seemed like an easy call. How many people had Jonathan India winning the NL Rookie of the Year? Probably not many. Probably no one. He, was, he wasn't even on the, what would you call it? The Vegas... He wasn't on the line. He was a non-roster invitee to spring training. 
who obviously ended up not only making the team, becoming the leadoff guy. Uh, so obviously that made me very happy. He was a fun guy to watch and uh, got to love that flow, right? Yeah. I mean, is he is he the guy who is he one of the guys who you guys will be building around in the next couple of years? Or is he uh, are we a year and a half away from him being traded at the deadline? Because I don't know, you guys don't have money or whatever. It's a great question. I don't know. I, I would I would hope you would build around your first round pick who wins rookie of the year, especially as a leadoff guy. Second, he's the first second baseman to win it since Steve Sachs. Fun fact in 1983. So, you know, it's very rare that a second baseman wins that award. So I would hope so, but who knows? I, you know, I don't know anymore. I, I just know that uh, we know one thing, no matter how much the Reds cry poor and move their guys, you'll you're ride or die Reds fan. I'm a ride or die Reds fan. I think for valid reasons, like I've said, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, a lot different experience when I go to that game versus the Bengals game. Obviously, two different sports, but I, I think I, I challenge Reds fans as well to lend their support. I think the Reds owner, and I, and I know this is going to sound funny, I think he is one of the poorest, if not the poorest owner in baseball. I don't think he's a billionaire. I think they're all billionaires for the most part. But you also have to spend money to make money or spend money to be a good team. So it does go both ways. I totally see that. I don't know. I don't know the financials. I just know. Well, enjoy them while you got them. You got a rookie of the year. Yeah, exactly. So the Cy Young Awards, well, the nationally one was really close. Could the voting come down to? I think the difference, let me pull it up, but I think the difference was uh, the second place votes. I think I think Wheeler and Burns had the same amount of first place votes. I think he, I'll look it up. I think he just had one more second place. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, they both had 12 first place votes. Burns had 14 second. Wheeler had nine second. That was the difference. It's amazing at this point. And Burns had a great year. Definitely deserving. Um, but it's amazing at this point that the two guys who are in it for Cy Young, I think, went 14 and 10 and like 11 and 5. Maybe Corbin went. Um and Zach went 14 and 10, I believe it's, I mean, I know wins are a thing of the past, but it's still just crazy that even that many, even the idea that that's all the decisions burns factored into 11 and five. It's, it's kind of amazing. Well, we use 11 and five. He is. I just looked it up. We've progressed at least probably in the, in the right to not just base it on wins, losses, and, and more on the individual statistics. Yeah, there's certainly that. But there's also the fact that, like, just the bottom line is that the absolute best pitchers in each league are just not going deep enough into games to factor into Oh, I see your 20 point. decisions. He didn't factor in to 20 decisions. 
I mean, you know, Wheeler's 14 and 10 or 14 or something yeah, was, like that. He was 14 and 10. Yeah. So 24, but like, you know, used to be a time where you'd be 20 and 10, 21 and 10, 22, whatever it was, 24 and five. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, that the Cy Young winner had, you know, a God knows how many starts Burns had, but decisions. He was a part of 16 decisions. Well, that's modern day baseball. Yeah. I, I mean, the 300 game winners. It, the- it, it, make, it makes the argument that you would think in the near future, it's going to be more reasonable for a reliever to be the Cy Young than for a starter. I'd almost, I'd, I'd almost say, you know, t- taking real value, a guy who pitches and, you know, who makes 70 appearances, like, a, you know, like an Aaron Loop for the Mets, for example. Like, I don't think he got a, I don't think he got a uh, Cy Young vote. But this year he was, let's look up his stats. He pitched in 65 games. He was 6-0 and with a .95 ERA. My point is simply, and by the way, I'm not saying Aaron Loop. No, actually, I am saying Aaron Loop should have gotten consideration. Um, like a vote here and there. But I'm saying guys like that, it's like if, if your starting pitcher is only going to factor into 16 decisions or whatever, you almost think a guy like that is more valuable. Well, the game has changed so much. I'm actually, as you're talking, I'm looking up, you know, the the 300 career game winners for Major League Baseball is just. Will never happen again. It's just not. It's not going to happen again. No, it will not. The, the last guy to win 300 games, the last two are Tom Glavin and Randy Johnson. As far as like that era, as far as pitching. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Clayton Kershaw has 185 wins. Clayton Kershaw might not get 200 wins. DeGrom might not get 100 wins. It's crazy. If you really think about it. I, I Personally, I don't like it. I, th- I think the micromanaging... That's what slows the game down. Right? Well, that's for sure. But I guess the... You know, my my argument with the slowing it down is always like, okay, then get fucked. Get it. Oh, it's too slow for you. Good. Bye. I love people go. It's too slow. Meanwhile, NASCAR goes on for how many fucking hours and people are sitting there all day. But but I don't I don't understand. Like. I wonder if anyone's going to buck the trend, if any manager is going to be the outlier and say, no, I'm leaving my guy in. He's pitching well. Well, I'm sure there will be. And then the day it goes wrong or the day the guy gets hurt, they'll be like, see, this is why we can't fucking have a guy who doesn't listen to analytics as our manager. So when is the MVP announced? Uh, I mean, they they usually ro- roll these out pretty uh, pretty quickly. So 
um, probably soon. And then, of course, we didn't even mention Robbie Ray oh, who wins, oh, wins in the AL. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they will be announced tonight. Saw a great stat. There was a, uh, I believe it was because Robbie Ray won. There's now five, uh, five Cy Young winners from the 2014 Tigers. Wow, that is a great stat. Yeah, tough look for the Tigers. <laughs> I mean, that was his rookie year in the league, but still pretty impressive. Toronto just, they've been some random Cy Young winners. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, just, you're not expecting it. Clemens got one, Holiday. Anybody else I'm yeah. missing? Um, I don't know. Did like, uh, that, that sounds about right. Can't imagine like Jimmy Key or Clemens won two in Toronto, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Wow, Pat! What they won three years in a row. Pat Henkin won in ninety-six. Oh, yeah. There we go. That that is a great little nug there. The Blue Jays had three straight Cy Young winners from ninety-six to ninety-eight. Pat Henkin and Roger Clemens back to back. Holiday in 2003, and then obviously Robbie Ray this year. So within a uh, an eight-year stretch, they won four of them. It's kind of interesting if you think about it. And then their two most valuable players in the history of the franchise are George Bell in 1987 and Donaldson mm -hmm. in 2015. Whatever happened to the Rays playing a bunch of games in Montreal? Did COVID ruin that whole plan, I think? Um, I think they are. I think that was like a next year plan. Is that still happening? I think so. Interesting. Just, I mean, I mean, this, this, what, what are we doing in this Tampa experiment? Because they keep having good teams and good players. What, like, yeah. Get them a new stadium somewhere or just fucking move them. Just move them. Yeah, because Tampa doesn't give a shit. It's not working out. Although they sure they certainly show up to Bucks games. Yeah, they do. Well, they're good. I'm sure they're not showing up when they're not good. Move them. We have cities that will support baseball. We don't. Also, how many fucking teams do we need in Florida? Did you see the new name for the Staples Center? I did. I have absolutely no problem with it. Oh, it's tough for me. I have absolutely no problem with it. And honestly, I can't believe how many people I saw that were upset about it. Like the old name wasn't a place that sells ink cartridges and office furniture. You're, you're standing for the Staples Center. Uh I'm not upset. I, I would never use that word. Many, I saw somebody say Kobe didn't die for this. I was like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? I don't think Kobe lived to fucking sell, you know, f like file folders. Oh, that's funny. That's that was fucking, a good one. It's a it's a Staples Center. 
I think Kobe, Kobe probably died because he didn't get to play in the fucking forum. Like, what are you talking about? This, the amount of people I saw standing for the Staples Center. Oh, I'm not going to call it that. You called it the Staples Center. You called it the fucking Jack in the Box Arena, but crypto.com. Also, I have a feeling crypto.com, whatever, isn't going to last. I'm sure they're going to call it the crypt or something like that. It's like, I cannot believe how many people were like, um, it, it'll always be staples to me. Good job, you fucking corporate shill. Like, I was cringing, but also I was like, whatever. I mean, look, the staples, the staples, I will say it has the, the history of the staples. I do think just Shaq Kobe Lakers when I hear Staples Center. Sure. And I believe I could be wrong. I think it was one of the first big name arenas to take a corporate sponsor. Because that's how you get new arenas built these days. I think it was one of the big, you know, I, I believe it was 97 or 98 when they got that name. Look, I, I obviously lived there that long. And in my first year in L.A., I was I drove by the Staples Center every day for work. And, and for me, it's a Staples Center, which is fine. But. Things do change. Dude, I mean, I'll probably still refer to it as a staple center for a little while, the same way as I referred to the Los Angeles Rams so long that they eventually came back to being the Los Angeles Rams. I still call them the fucking San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But the idea that people are like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's like, what's ridiculous about it? It was already corporate named after something that is honestly like if you go to a staples these days, what is wrong with you? Do you not have Amazon? Who in their right mind, honestly, it should have become the Spirit Halloween Center since that's what happens to all the fucking staples in the country. I will say, man, you go into a staples is depressing. You're like, oh, do you guys have highlighters? They're like, we've been waiting 10 years for somebody to ask us that. We it's, fucking do, man. I think I was their last customer, that one on Lincoln Boulevard. I've been Venice. there a bunch of times looking for something I needed yeah. in the moment. They're like, no, we don't have that. No, I we don't to, sell those. I used to go to that one by us in Venice. It was depressing. I would go because it was so close, right? Like you're saying, you need something. I don't even want to wait a day on Amazon. I'm driving. It, it was a mile and a half away. I ride my bike there sometimes, but it was depressing. It, it's That's one of those places you walk in and you're seeing the future. You're seeing this is not going to exist. And uh, the agreement for the new arena, I didn't realize it was this much. Holy shit. The digital currencies company agreed to pay $700 million over the life of the 20-year agreement. That is a lot of money. You can't pass that up. That's a lot. I can't, of well, I can't wait for Gen Zers 20 years from now. Be like, what do you mean? It's the fucking. Whatever. I, I grew up when I grew up. It was the crypto.com arena. You can't, you know. Bronny James didn't die for this. You know, what's the most depressing thing about Staples is their reward. Every time I go there, like you want to use your you want to use this? I'm like, I have rewards. I, I didn't even know that was a thing, guys. Every arena is just going to be the Amazon arena. 
Like they're just they're just gonna own everything. Eventually. I, I mean everything. Welcome to the Amazon Arena, where tonight's game features the Amazon Lakers versus the Amazon Bulls. I, we I now go live to the sidelines with Walt Clyde Frazier and Marv Amazon. Yes. <laughs> Did I sell my last name for $5 million? Yes. I, I think it's real, man. I think it's for, I think it's going to happen. Steph Curry from downtown. It's in the cart. <laughs> How much money would you, would you have a price to give up your name? My name, my first name or my last name to become Joe Amazon. Yeah. What's your first name? Okay. Amazon Prano. For me to be Amazon Prano, you can buy me for $5 million. $5 million. Yeah. Amazon Prano. Yeah. Last one's a little different. You got to agree. Last one's way more. Last name? Yeah. Probably in the same ballpark. Really? Yeah. You'd put your last name in the same ballpark. In the same ballpark. It'd be between five and 10. Yeah. You got to go at least 10 for that last name, man. Although Joe Amazon is kind of fresh. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like a terrible Brendan Fraser movie. <laughs> From the year the Staples Center started. I'm just saying Joe Amazon's pretty clean. He's coming to town. He's Joe Amazon. <laughs> Sounds like a bad reality show where the contestants all find out that the, the guy they were dating isn't actually a millionaire. He's he lives in a treehouse in the Amazon. You know, they're bringing back Joe Millionaire. Are they? So I've seen commercials for it. So the new Joe Millionaire isn't that he's. It's one of the guys, the women don't know competing. One of the guys is a millionaire. One of the guys isn't. Oh, uh, there's two guys? Yeah. So the old one, he wasn't. Right. They told them he was. Yeah. He wasn't. That used to be reality shows back in the day. Gotcha, bitch. He's poor. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. He's a plumber. I remember watching that. I was in college when that came out. So now they don't know. And by the way, I, I hope it's more than a million. Like a million dollars, can we adjust? Like a million dollars really yeah. isn't that much money. Yeah. Like, I hope it's not that he's just a millionaire. He has a million shares of Amazon. That would be better. Yeah. Well, this is a, a good segue for this new contract. I have to discuss this. I know we don't go college football much, but I had to discuss this contract because this is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Michigan State head coach. Michigan State football head coach Mel Tucker is supposedly going to get a 10-year, $95 million contract. And here's the crazy part. It's reportedly being paid by Michigan State alumni or funding the new contract. Interesting. So the school doesn't pay it? I don't know how much this just broke in the last... 48 hours it said matt is she is she be a i'm sorry i'm butchering his name and steve saint andre are funding the new contract but here's the crazy part about mel tucker and the truth is i didn't know shit about mel tucker full disclosure i know michigan state's having a good year this guy brandon listen to this guy's coaching career 
He was an interim coach for the Jags in 2011. I have no memory of this. They went two and three in those five games. He was the head coach of Buffalo. I'm sorry, in Colorado. So the Colorado Buffaloes, he was head coach of them. They went five and seven in 2019. Last year, they went two and five at Michigan State. This year, they're nine and one. So his coaching career, the last three years for college, he's 16 and 13. And they're already going to offer this guy $95 million. It's going to put him right up there with like Saban because they're nine and one this year. It's crazy. That's the gig you want. I've always argued is the college coach because the buyouts. Yeah. You suck. You get fired. You make millions of dollars to not work. Charlie Weiss is the poster child. He's still getting checks from Notre Dame, from Kansas. It's a big poster. <laughs> it's like the Bo- it's like the it's like the Michael Jordan wings poster. <laughs> that was a great poster. The Michael yeah. Jordan. <laughs> it's a panoramic. It's like one of those panoramic stadium photos. Charlie Weiss surrounded by his money. It's just a a white version. It's just a white version of the Breaking Bad where the guy's lying on the pile of money. Remember the giant black guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's amazing. I want a large Charlie Weiss poster with his fupa. Remember how big his fupa was? Yeah. I know we've talked about it on the show. All-time fupa. All-time. He did the the Harbaugh thing where he just wore like khakis, but he wore wore khakis that the Harbaugh family could live inside. (laughs) Like all of them, the whole Harbaugh yeah. family. The 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 khakis Charlie Weiss used to wear are big enough where your guy from the gym could store all of his stuff. In there. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if you have this on the rundown. I clicked on it quickly, but I couldn't barely get it open this morning. Do you have this Chinese tennis player disappearance on the rundown? Did you see this story? She disappeared now. Dude, she's gone. No. Yeah. And it's like, and it's what? like, is she, is she been murdered? Or is she like hiding from the Chinese government? She hasn't been seen since November 2nd. Holy shit. Read the headline. Read the, read the beginning of the article just so everybody knows what we're talking about. Well, just some of the headlines. Yeah. Or just read, you know, like, they, okay, I'll pull up the because uh, obviously yeah. you know what I'm talking about, and yeah, no one else does. How's her name pronounced? Peng Shui, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm probably butchering it, so 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 I'll just read this real quick. Uh, the head of the women's professional tennis tour questioned the legitimacy of what Chinese state media said was a retraction by a grand slam. Okay, so basically, here's what happened, and I, I did know this. She accused a former top government official of sexual like on her blog or on some some Chinese social media thing of sexual assault, forcing her to have sex and forcing her into a sexual relationship. Yes. Yeah. So uh, real quick about her. Peng is a 35 year old. Uh, former number one ranked player in women's doubles who won titles at Wimbledon in 2013 and the French Open in 2014. I believe those are for women's doubles. Yeah. I think she played three Olympics. She's a so, legit Chinese tennis star. Yeah, she's legit. 
So she wrote, I'm, re- Bobby, I'm reading this as we go over this. She wrote in a lengthy social media post earlier this month, again, that a former vice premier and member of the ruling communist party's Politburo standing committee, whatever that is, had forced her to have sex despite repeated refusals. The post was then removed, of course, because censorship in that country was removed from her verified account on Weibo, whatever that is. Oh, it's a leading Chinese social media platform. Because remember, Twitter and all these other ones are not allowed in China. The country's state-controlled media has suppressed all reporting on the case. So now the Women's Tennis Association is getting involved. This is wild. So then the post came down and they were like, oh, she sent us a text retracting it. But then like other people were like, "Mm, we don't even think she sent that text. Who sent it? Her captors. So now she's gone. Disappeared. Now, is she hiding or is she dead? Wow. So for all the people who are like, oh, if Clay Thompson cares so much about Black Lives Matter, how come he didn't spit in the Communist Party's face when he was over there on his Chinese tour? You're like, uh, because he doesn't want to be dead. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like, just crazy how like, like China, man, like you got no rules. Like. If I were her, though, I was like, why would you ever like I'm just hoping that she's (laughs) I'm hoping that she's hiding because she sent it from like outside of China. If she if she sent that from inside of China, yeah, she's probably dead. Well, did you follow it all? The the Chinese billionaire Jack Ma? No, his whole thing. He was a billionaire. And he butted heads with the Chinese Communist Party. He's a billionaire. He just went MIA for months. And then finally came back into the fold. Like it, it's one of those things where you, you know, money and power, you think this guy, what are they going to do to a billionaire? Oh, they did. And whatever happened, a lot of people thought he was dead and he went away for a while. And I don't fully know the details on that, but I know he went away. And that's a billionaire with all the money and power that, he, like this poor woman. I hope you're right. I hope she was smart enough to not do that. That's wild. Just enemy of the state, except it's Gene Hackman. And instead of Will Smith, a Chinese doubles player. He's like, get in the van. Shang Pei in the van. Peng Shui. Peng Shui. I think. Shang Pei was her doubles partner. My apologies. I often confuse them. Oh, man, I'm reading more about this. So she wrote that this one guy, Zhang Gaoli, again, I'm just butchering these names. This is, dirtballs are love. Like, Ruth are reading Chinese names is hilarious. So Peng wrote that Zhang Gaoli, definitely not pronouncing that right, forced her to have sex despite repeated refusals following a round of tennis three years ago. She said Zhang's wife guarded the door. Oh, my God. So not only did he rape her, his wife watched and guarded the door. So this guy who she claims did it is a 75-year-old. Oh, listen to this. This gets even deeper. 
I like how you like this one. I do. This is wild. Okay, I love. I'm just reading. I'm just scamming the ESPN article. So the guy who raved her. This is what it says on ESPN.com. As is usual for retired Chinese officials. As is usual. I love how this is usual. The 75 year old Zhang. This is the guy who raped her, allegedly. Dropped from public sight after his retirement in 2018. I guess that's usual. And it is not known to have any intimate professional or political connections to current leaders. So this guy just is off the grid too. Man, looks like I'm canceling that trip to China I had planned. It's it's wild. I don't think this is getting enough heat either. Like, no. like I said, even Let's, me. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked because it wasn't like on the front page. I saw the I saw the story on like MSNBC's evening news last night. That's what I'm saying because because like, we're, we're 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 own. This is just further like we're own. China owns us. Like we you gotta just accept it. That's why it's not on the front page because all their money is in every single news outlet. Like they own us. Isn't what we're having this call on or video? Isn't this Chinese owned Zoom? And we're off. Well, lost him. What happened? Where's my. <laughs> <laughs> I got taken out. Went dark there for a second. <laughs> they're already they're already fucking stopping our our feed. You ever worry about that shit, though? You yeah. Ever, you ever think like, dude, someone's just going to take me in the middle of the you night. You think somebody's going to come after Amazon Prano? No fucking way. I got Bezos on my side. In the war, in the in the third world war, it's just going to be Bezos versus China, and it's going to be a it's going to be a rocket war. We're just going to watch them fight in space like it's Galaga. Great, great reference to a, a game that I currently have all five leaders leaderboard scores here at the house. Humble brag. Yeah. Not that that is humble practice. It's in your basement where you live. I'm just saying I got all top all five top scores in Galaga. It's like owning an arcade that's not open to the public and being like, I have all the scores in this arcade. Did I put my nine year old nephew in tears the other day? Maybe, but you got to play better. He had the top score on Dig Dug. I hadn't really played Dig Dug. And did he stamper off crying a little? I said, you got to play better, man. Am I a dick for that? No, I just think, you know, life's tough. Can't be crying over that. Do There's better. no crying in Dig Dug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, I've told Joe this. At this point, I pick my nephew up from school on Tuesday and Thursday. I mean, at this point, I'm basically a dad. I bring him back to the house. <laughs> a hot take for dads out there like, oh, do you pick him up on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Sit him down with a fucking Dr. Pepper next to your dig dug machine <laughs> while you fucking frost your tips. You're a father now. I mean, I pick him up from school. I give him something to eat. We hang out for an hour. I take him to basketball practice. You're Is barely that- a babysitter, for God's sakes. Yeah. Okay. That was that. Okay. I, I take that back. It's offensive. I'm basically to, a father now. That's, that's offensive to all the fathers out there. It's offensive. Not basically a dad. You're right. I'm basically a 
part-time nanny? Am I even yeah. that? You're an uncle, Andy. That's what you are. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Are we going to get to these games? I think we should. Sure. I think it's that time. Let's uh, do it. To get to some games. And uh, as usual, we will be headed on over to FanDuel Sportsbook to uh, check out our picks. We start off with a good one tonight. Uh, I, why am I doing this? It's not a good one. Okay. Because, you know, you, you know, what I'm saying good one because we don't know who's going to show up for the Atlanta Falcons. Right. I, at this point, it's insane to think that just the Atlanta Falcons are not going to show up. Okay. Well, well, I'll let you start it. This is our Thursday night game. I'm trying to be a little more prepared this week as far as injuries for the show. And on that note, Cordell Patterson, who's been a huge part of the Falcons offense this year, is game time decision. I don't know if that'll affect your decision at all, but the Patriots are a six and a half point favorite at home. And I'm everyone's... done with the Falcons. I'm done with the Falcons. Patriots defense looks good. Thank you. I'm fucking done with the Falcons. I'm done with them. I am done with the Falcons. I'm done with the Falcons. I'm done with the Falcons. I'm taking the Patriots and to cover. Well, I'm taking the Patriots too. I wouldn't say done because they'll rope you back in some week. They no, will. I'm done. I'm done with the Falcons. They, they will. That's what they no, do. I'm done with the Falcons. They just they just rope you back in. Honestly, wish- the most disappointing about thing about the Falcons game last week is now we got to hear the Cowboys. The, fuck, the Cowboys the week before the shit kicked out of them. And then they they do what many teams do against the Falcons. Show up out of nowhere, score a million points. And now it's like, do the Cowboys have the best offense in football? It's like, Well, last week they got shut out. So probably not. The crazy bar is the Falcons are right there for a playoff spot right now. The Falcons are dead to me. I wish you could bet on how many times they bring up that Super Bowl, the 28 to three Super Bowl. That's going to be brought up so much tonight on air. That was at Maddie's, right? That was at Maddie's. Yeah. Was that the night? That the two girls were hooking up in the bathroom, or was that, that was after the Eagles? Eagles Super Bowl? Yeah. What What was the night of the Falcons? <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> but did anything in particular happen that night? No, I don't know. He did it again. The goat, the greatest ever. Everybody was counting him out. Not me. I knew better. I should rewatch that game for real, though. All right. So we both have the. Uh, the Patriots covering. All right. Wow. This spread has moved. This next one. Which it's moved in ways I didn't expect. The Browns are at home against the Lions. The Browns are now. This was definitely it was not this high. I know it wasn't this high. The Browns are now 11 and a half point favorites against the Lions. Why is that? Because 
Mayfield is hurt. Kareem Hunt is still hurt. Chubb, from what I saw this morning on NFL Network, is probably not going to play. He's not going to clear COVID protocol. But Odell's gone. So now hey. they're they're going to be a dominant football team. You going to stick with this? You gonna I don't stick know. I mean, this? This, 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 perhaps this is it. By the way, speaking of Odell, I was right, Mr. Prano. He did want to go to L.A. I was right. He did. How, how do you figure that? I'll just I'll play it. We have some evidence. Oh, God, here we go. I swear to God, if this is like fucking. What's the guys? What's what's the dude? What's the knockoff? Um, guy? And- what's who? What's the knockoff NBA guys? I so- if this is if this is Chris Broussard, you're dead to me. This is not Chris. Sources tell me this is not Chris Broussard. This is Jay Glazer. We trust Jay Glazer. Right? Oh, okay. We got Jay Glazer. Okay. Uh, he was uh, hanging around. He was hanging around the UFC gym. No, no, he's a legit NFL insider. Okay. So this is what oh, this is what Jay Glazer said on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Okay. Can't wait for this. Um, the you said on I think Thursday night football you were standing on that fake field alongside Olsen um, and you get it good show love the show interesting show you talked about how LA was in it all along right you I don't know how you no 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 the other way the other way LA was not way. in it at all no so so the other teams were courting Odell Odell wanted to go to LA the whole time oh. and it was Jalen Ramsey Jalen got a lot of juice in this league so Jalen is the one who brought it to McVeigh like on Wednesday. And Odell looked at it like he didn't care if he was going to make a league minimum because he'd make more money off the field in L.A. than he would on the field somewhere else. But the other teams were courting him. But as he was on, you know, kind of FaceTime with Jalen, he was doing that with a lot of the locker rooms there. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I know they have this about a jersey and all that. And Odell's been trying to go to the Rams for a long time. and. Okay. Even like after he got traded to the Browns, I remember talking to him. He's like, "Dude, you gotta help me like get traded back, he traded out to the to the Rams." I'm like, "Really? It don't work like that, bro. You can't do it like twice." <laughs> okay, so you can disregard it, but according to yeah, Glazer, according to, according to Glazer, Odell Beckham came to him and said, "Hey, dude, you gotta help me get traded to the Rams." So you think there's nothing to that he wanted? Maybe to play there is. Rams. Maybe there is. First of all, what kind of lunatic would want to go to the would want to be on the Browns instead of the Rams? We've already covered that. But my but point is, I, I had where said, was Jay, where was Jay Glazer when everybody said the teams are the Saints? This is a this is a cool ass claim before he goes to the Rams. Everybody. All the insides, Rappaport, Schefter, Schultz, all these guys, all these dudes who claim to have the insider knowledge, they all go this and this and this. And then after the fact, Jay Glazer goes, I know I sat on this until after, but Odell came to me personally and was like, dude, I got to get traded to the Rams. Well, all well, he's not saying all he's saying is that Odell, he actually just said that he said that. That's what I'm saying. He, that's what I'm saying. All he's saying is that Odell always wanted to go to the Rams. Um, and what he's saying is close to what I said as far as the money he can make off the field. Because he's not, I don't know if you looked at his contract, it's not that much money. 
Well, yeah, because that was the whole point of it's incentive. You're right. It's incentive based, and it's yeah. it's uh, Odell's not. He's not going there to make money on the Rams or like well, you know, off his salary. Good. I mean, obviously the the idea, if you're talking about the Packers and the page and the Rams, is you want to go somewhere to win one year, get a bunch of stats, and hopefully get a big contract next year somewhere. Whether that be the Rams or otherwise, or the Packers or otherwise, or the Saints, like. The idea is you got to go someplace where you can, where you can actually sure. produce, so that because you're only getting the you're end not. of this year is your deal, for sure. But I, I think it just proves I was saying all along he, you know, he probably wanted to go to the Rams, and honestly, this would have been a really, really cool thing for Jay Glazer to say before he went to the Rams and be like, everybody's talking about all these teams, but I'm here to tell you. Odell wants to go to the Rams. So you're you're are you saying that Jay Glazer is lying? I listen, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, Mr. NFL Insider, if you're an NFL insider after it happens, are you really an NFL insider? Where were you, dog? You just told me he came to you and asked you to help him get to the Rams. And then you just were you like in the middle of a grapple for the four days where they said Every where Schefter and all these guys are reporting Patriots, Saints, Raiders, Packers. You were just like, I'd love to get out there and tell them that he wants to go to the Rams. Well, I'm looking at his Twitter. You know, he's been saying this for a week now, dude. So I don't know when these tweets are coming out. But he tweeted, what's the date today? The 18th? Yeah. He's he's saying he's wanted to play there for a while on November 11th. It sounds like that's after he signed, but he's he's been doubling. He's been saying this. Him saying that on McAfee wasn't the first time he said he's been saying this for the last. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying this isn't Jake. Like, isn't he? Doesn't he call himself? Isn't like his wouldn't wouldn't you say his title is NFL like insider? Yeah, I would. Right. So dog like. This is your this is your moment. Your moment is you have info other people don't have. You sat. Why did you sit on until after the fact? I don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah, maybe you didn't have it. I mean, again, he's you know, he's tweeting for the last week that and he he's wanted to go to the Rams for a long time. I understand that. And this is believable. If, if everybody goes, look, he was telling us this. Well, regardless, we should get regardless. Either way, I'd want to go to the Rams. I'd want to be in LA versus Cleveland versus green Bay, even versus Vegas, especially with the teams. So let's get back to the actual question. The the Browns, his former yeah. team, are 11 and a it's it, so it's my pick. So I'll go first. The Browns are 11 and a half point favorites. It, as much as I the Lions frustrate me, they covered for me last week and I think they're going to cover for me again. This is this is a fucking big spread. I don't like it. I don't like it for the Browns, especially the 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 here's the thing about the Browns. They're run first. We all know that. Their two top running backs aren't going to play. Got their ass kicked last week when they didn't play. Baker Mayfield's hurt. He's also suspect when he's healthy. He's off and on. 
Therefore, I'm going for the Lions. And I know it'll burn me, but I'm going Lions. I'm also going with the Lions. All right. I just looked up. I, there's nothing else major that I'm missing. I, maybe I am as far as injuries in that game, but whatever. All right. The 49ers travel to Jacksonville after a huge win against the Rams. They are six and a half point favorites in Jacksonville. You're up first on this one. What is this game? Hold on. Yeah. Well, listen, the Niners, uh, they, they're, they've done it a couple weeks in a row now, right? They, Everybody, everybody had sort of, I mean, I remember very clearly a couple of people sort of throwing dirt on their grave. This is the end of the Niners. Like what the fuck happened to the Niners? They uh, beat the Rams. The, obviously the week before they get the smashed by the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. But before that, you know, they got a bears win. Like I, I think that this is, I think that last week was the show me week. I think, you know, if you can run the ball against the Rams, you can run the ball against the Jags. Now the question is, what is the spread? I have six and a half. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Niners minus okay. six and a half because I just don't think, I mean, I think you, the Jaguars aren't good enough where even if you stick with that strategy, just run the ball down their throats, pressure the quarterback. I think you can beat the Jags by six and a half. I don't like the Jags. I took them last week in my pick six. They covered. I I don't know. I, I'm projecting a, a more of a letdown game for the Niners. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think okay. the, great. I, I'm hoping the Jags keep it close, and I'm going to take the Jags to cover. All right. Indy travels to Buffalo where the Bills are seven-point favorites. It's a big spread. I'm up first. I think there's a reason for this spread being big. Carson Wentz, I watched that Jags Colts game last week. He got lucky. He, he keeps doing it. He keeps doing these left handed. He's getting tackled. He did it twice again yeah. in the game, and it didn't result right in a pick or a fumble. Like he, he got lucky. And I think he's too reckless. And I know this is a big spread. But I just the, the the Bills have struggled. They haven't really struggled on defense at all this year. That's that's where they haven't struggled. Their offense has been hot and cold. Therefore, I think the Colts. I'm sorry, the Bills win and cover. I'm going to take the Colts to okay. cover. Um, this is you know the anti-vax bowl. Uh, let's go. I just think the Colts have been playing the Colts. I I think the Colts are not good, but for some reason, you know good teams let them hang around games i totally agree with you it's like the carson wentz recklessness that doesn't seem to be hurting them um we all know that eventually that comes up with them but like dude the bills the afc is a play like what the bills haven't really i don't i don't look at the bills and go oh my god like this is the best team in the afc like they're, they're just not they're not showing me that they're just like dominant so I just think, yeah, they win, but I think they win a close game. I think they have the potential. If they play like how they did against the Chiefs on that Sunday night game, you know, they have that potential to be dominant from both sides of the ball. All right, the Dolphins travel to New York where they face the Jets and Joe Flacco. 
That's right, guys. Joe Flacco is starting ahead of Mike White. The Dolphins are three-point favorites. This is a tough one because, you know, what are you going to get out of Flacco in this team? Is it me first? Yeah. Three is just not big enough. If this, I'd actually, I, I think I'd actually ride the Flacco train if this was a five-and-a-half-point game or a six-point game. Three seems crazy to me. The Jets stink. Yeah. I'm actually not there. There's a bunch of people who are like anti this Flacco move. Oh, we got to go with like Mike White because he had like a random Thursday night showing before like having a disastrous performance. No, it's because his game against the Bengals where he threw 400 yards. Everyone that they won. Right. Sorry. Yeah, that wasn't the Thursday night game. That was the that was the Sunday before the Thursday night game. is the one he got knocked out of and Josh Johnson played. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins. If this was any bigger, I would absolutely ride the Flacco train. Yeah, I agree. Three, three, I, t- uh, same sentiments. I'm going to have to go with the Dolphins. All right, next up, Washington football team travels to Carolina, who's right there now at five and five. Looks like Cam Newton might be starting. He's getting the majority of the snaps. I think I saw Washington football team coming off a huge win. At home against the Bucks, but they did lose um, Chase Chase Young. Chase Young for the year, yeah, which sucks. Panthers minus three. Christian McCaffrey is back. He's been back. They have a good D. I'm going to go Par- Carolina covers and wins at home. This is tough for me. I really don't want to be in the Cam Newton business. I feel like this could be a shitty performance for Cam Newton. That being said, I think it's going to be a very close, low-scoring game. I think it's more McCaffrey than this camp. Like, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well, but I feel it, it used to be three and a half. I might go with the hook the other way, but now that it's three, I'm going to go with the Panthers. But I kind of hate this. I think Cam's going to play bad. Yeah, I don't expect a good game. But also, Henneke is always good for some bad turnovers as well. And, uh, and he's also proven to be a classic like he was good last week so now he'll be awful yeah all right so both of us for carolina next up ravens travel to chicago where they are five and a half point favorites at soldier field you're up first on this one i'll go with the ravens uh i think the ravens are gonna be in the mix of like you know one of the top teams in the afc at the end of this, they're six and three. So they're right there, but they have a couple of bad losses. And um, like specifically the, the Dolphins game last week. So I think that they bounce back. I think they win and cover. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Ravens bounce back, win and cover. Bears are coming off a bye, but the Bears just, they, they are so inept offensively. They, they do. You know, they came back in that game against Pittsburgh, but that was a big, huge fumble, the muff fumble. I'm sorry, the muffed punt, which caused the fumble. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't have any faith in the Bears offense at all. All right. The Eagles are getting some love. This is an interesting spread. I love this. Yeah, I, this is a no-brainer for me. The Eagles are two-point favorites at home against the Saints. Trevor Simeon's actually played pretty well as far as his role as a backup. The Saints have a really good defense. 
I think everyone's, I think this is a, just a bad spread. I'm going to, I'm going saints all the way in this one. A hundred percent. The Eagles have absolutely no home field advantage because every single player there plays with a stick up their ass, knowing if they make half a mistake, somebody's going to throw a soda at their face. And while they're blinded with the soda, hit them with a battery and then spit on them. No one wants to play in fucking Philadelphia. The fans are human garbage. They have a terrible, I would say they have a home field disadvantage going with the saints. All right. The Titans are at home against division rival Houston Texans. They're 10 point favorites. Titans are 2-0 since Derrick Henry got hurt. He's still out, obviously. Texans are hot trash. You think the Texans? No. I think the Titans are a good enough football team where they're like, we don't take our foot off the gas. We certainly don't take our foot off the gas against division teams. They're going to get... I don't know that the Titans without Derrick Henry are actual contenders, but I know that they're going to beat the shit out of bad teams. Yeah. And look, there is a potential for him to come back in the playoffs. Great. Hope which I would does. love to see. Yeah. And I agree that they're not contenders until they get a healthy Derrick Henry, or at least an 80% Derrick Henry. All right. The Packers travel to Minnesota where they are one and a half point favorites. Now the Vikings had a huge win, which put them right in the thick of the, the playoff race. Huge win in Los Angeles last week. Tough one for me to watch. Justin Jefferson absolutely shredded them. He made some amazing plays. Your boy Kirk Cousins made plays when he had to. With all that being said, huge win to me is followed by a huge loss. The Packers know they got to keep the foot in the gas pedal themselves. Packers are one and a half point favorites. Packers D is really coming along now. They're not going to let Dalvin Cook run over him. They're not going to let Justin Jefferson do what he did last week. I got to go with the Packers to win and cover. I mean, do you need me to weigh in on this? No, I assume you're following my lead. Yeah. I don't care how many times, you know, I bet against Kirk Cousins and get burned in my soul. I know what he is. I mean, this this game, a division game inside in Minnesota, like I don't even think that helps Minnesota. Yeah. I know. All right, we're both going to go with the uh, Packers in that one. Before we get to the afternoon games, just want to comment that Always enjoy that Miller Lite shirt. Joe, that's become one of my oh. favorite shirts that I wear. It's the best. It's a great shirt. Fucking best. It's a great shirt for a great beer. You know what about Miller Lite? It's just a great beer to have casually with friends. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? There doesn't have to be a formal invite. It doesn't have to be this big celebration. It's just a good beer like yesterday. I, I, I drink it alone a lot. Yeah. You know? Right? Zero group, zero people in the group, small groups, medium-sized groups, large groups, stadiums full of people. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for whatever size group you're in. Yeah. And Andy, you know what? I'm currently, uh, this, this is my new favorite thing about Miller Lite. It was literally never a factor for me before, but I know you're going to give me the stats. Getting, uh, trying to get back in some real shape, but Miller Lite. It's a light beer. What's the carb situation, Andy? I mean, it's the one beer I can still drink and not even feel bad about it. 
3.2 carbs per 12 ounce. That's nothing. Only 96 calories. That's nothing. There's like, there's beers that like target people who are like trying to get It's like the same exact thing. Exactly. Like health beer, but damn, if it's not a light, delicious beer. Yeah. It's the OG since 19, original since 1975. No games, no gimmicks, just a beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay, we're on to the Sunday afternoon games. Big one here. If I look at the, you know, I, I got the weekly index as far as the importance. Shout out to Tyler Hawkins. He's computed this in his mathematical formula. This game's up there. This game is a 91 out of 100, I believe. Did I pull it up? Yeah. 91 out of 100. Bengals Raiders. The Bengals are a one-point favorite. This is in Las Vegas. Two five and four teams just clawing for that final or final two playoff spots. I believe you're first because I picked the Packers first. This is tough. This it's is a, tough. It's a tough one. The you're basically feel, picking this this game. Yeah, the Raiders have looked so bad lately. The Bengals, you know, also have looked so bad lately. Yeah. But also, like, is this the, is like, my question is, what do the Bengals do to their fans? Is it like they are they just knifing them to death starting now? Or is it like they keep them afloat and it like hurts more at the end? The Raiders have just looked so fucking bad, though. I'm going to go with the Raiders at home. I'm going to go with the Raiders at home. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to gear towards. As you know, I'm going to follow my anti Bengals hate. I think the Bengals have been figured out to a degree. And again, I think their coaching is nowhere near other teams. Not to say the Raiders have the best coaching either, but I just think. Burrow got rocked last game. And I think the Raiders got some guys on that line to get to him. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay. I'm taking the Bengals. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to take yeah. the Bengals. Cause I got to pick some up. You're, you're going to ride the Bengals hate train. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bengals. All right. Fuck it. I hate the pick, but I'm going to do it. Let's go. Who day can Randy Ruther get a who day? <laughs> who day dare dare day? I'm gonna beat damn Raiders. How does this? You do bring up a good question that I've posed to local Cincinnatians. Like, what's gonna happen? The Bengals start five and two and just completely collapse yeah. the last ten games, yeah. or do they hang around? I mean, there's the collapse has begun. You know, you win, you win this Raiders game, then you lose a couple more. It's still the collapse. Yeah. I talked to Randy Ruther the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Randy Ruther 
loves Vegas, lives, you know, close enough to Vegas. Is Randy Ruther going to the game? No, Randy Ruther's not going to the game. Oh, my God. Shame on Randy Ruther. I heard the wildest Bengals thing. Can I get a who day not going to see them Bengals? (laughs) I heard a wild Bengals fan thing. I was I was talking about how I have Chargers season tickets and I we were laughing about how living two thousand miles away and I sell them blah blah blah. So this guy's telling me he's like, well, my brother-in-law, he's at Bengals. He goes, he lives in Panama City Beach, and he's at Bengals season tickets for like thirty years. So I'm think I'm thinking in my head, oh, he's going to tell me the same thing. He's been selling Bengals tickets for thirty years. Nope, threw a ringer in this one. He said for those last thirty years. During Bengals home games, he comes into town for eight, the eight home games a year from Panama City. So I say, I say he flies in eight times a year. He goes, no, he drives. He's, he's awesome. Dude, he's driving. I'm going to look it up right now. From Panama City Beach, Florida to Cincinnati, Ohio. 15 hours, 47 minutes. I bet you're close. You said 15 hours and 47 minutes. Yeah. I'm doing it from my, you know what? No, I'll do it from Paul Brown stadium. I can't do it from where I live. Okay. From Paul Brown stadium to Panama city beach, Florida. That's not as far. It's still far. 11 hours, 36 minutes. No, it's nothing for Bengals football. How does that make Randy Ruther look? This guy has been driving up 11, seven, it's 727 miles for eight Sundays a year to see his bangles. Is there anything more depressing than that though? What, what is, give, I guess living in Panama city beach, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> give me this guy's mindset on a, because let's add some stops, Prano. It's it's not 11 hour and 30 minutes. It's, it's at at least an hour. Yeah. On a 12 and a half, 13 hour drive to and from Cincinnati. What's going through this guy's head as they continue? Just think about how many times he drove back to Florida thinking about the fucking disastrous Bengals game he just watched. He's like, we were right there. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. We were right there. So I want to, I want to, I literally, I, I'm going to try to get in contact with this guy. I almost think he deserves like five minutes. This is wild to me. I guess he notified the Bengals that he's been doing this for this many years. Okay. It's it's the most Bengals thing ever. They gave him just like some random signed thing. And I think (laughs) it was from like one player, like, you, you know, like if you're the Bengals, you you prop this up. Like this becomes a social media thing. And you're like, this guy's such a dot. Look at our fans. He's so diehard. You make it a thing. I'm going to find out some more details. He's like, this is some bullshit. Twelve and a half hours. David Klingler did not work out. David what the Klingler. fuck? Achilles Smith. Yeah. This poor guy. All right. Cardinals travel to Seattle. It look it looks like Kyler Murray's playing. 12 hours on the way up. I don't know. Maybe Finley's legit on the way back. Fucking Finley. 
Who who is the Finley? Why would we start a man named Finley, a quarterback? 12 hours up. We got Kajana Carter, man. We're <laughs> yeah. going to be the new thing. I mean, how many times does this guy think if, I mean, I'm being serious. How many times has he thought about driving into the oncoming traffic <laughs> going down 75, which is the main route? Like, like how many times has he thought about that? I have so many questions for this guy. All right. The Seahawks are one and a half point underdogs at home against a Cardinals team that looks like they're getting their quarterback back. I have to go or you're up first. Absolutely. The Cardinals. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. One and a half points. That's more than the, that's one and a half more than the Seahawks scored last week. Burns crushes my soul. I, I, Mr. Couldn't be more limited. I think it's, I think it's the end for an era. I hate to say it. I think it's the end. I think the Ross Pete Carroll marriage is finally coming to an end, sadly. Which actually, you know, I'm gonna play a call because because this yeah. goes well perfect. This goes well perfectly with our number one Seattle Kraken slash Seahawks fan. Oh, it's, our boy CT. It's an end to another era as well, so it's all fitting. He's also given up on the Seahawks. Joe, Andy, CT, formerly from Seattle. My song, Seattle Kraken fan. An end of an era, fellas. End of an era. My last month at Enterprise, rent a car. What? The official Enterprise, rental car dirtball, retiring. Still listen to the show, not a problem. Started listening way back in 2014. You guys helped me get through a lot of long days at Enterprise, so I appreciate that. But hit me old dusty trail. No more rental cars for me. The young dirt balls out there, hey, it's a great job. Worked for Enterprise for ten and a half years. It's an awesome opportunity if you're looking to make a lot of money and learn about business. So I still recommend the company to any dirt balls looking for a position. That means I'm gonna be looking for a new job. I noticed that you have a dirty sports intern spot open. I assume it comes with full benefits and a 401k with salary match. So you'll see my application come through for that. Um, I'm going to need Christmas and New Year's off, though. So just keep that in mind. But, guys, it's been great. I feel like this is a good vibe, but I'll still be, able to talk. I'll still be listening to the podcast. Just kind of crazy. CT out. That, that one stings for you, doesn't it? That, that one stings. It's a Hall of Famer right there. I was not when he, when I listened to the call and he's saying he's starting off, it's an end to an air. I'm thinking, okay, he's agreeing. looks like the Seahawks thing is, is ending. I, Eddie not, Ift and I literally just drove from Naples to Key West in a topless Jeep Wrangler, courtesy of a hall of famer. That one hurts. It hurts. Hopefully he wasn't like fired because of how many times I returned my car to the wrong location. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't it. <laughs> He's like the end of an era. They finally let me go. <laughs> Joe has returned one too many rental cars that he swore he was bringing back round trip to us to a different location. Yeah. He's really helped us out. I mean, CT, you, you have helped us out so much. Both of us. I, mean, I drove across the entire country. 
you really helped us out. This this one's going to sting a little, man. And it's going to really sting the bank account the most. <laughs> you, you, you've been a huge help. And uh, in honor of that, I think we're going to have to get a, a bronzed or golden car for him from Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? Maybe we have some sort of connection. The Bengals guy. I mean, what car is he driving to and from? Can, can we somehow work this connection? Like, imagine the miles this guy's putting on his car. I have a feeling that guy's definitely driving like a like a not fuel efficient car. He's probably driving his like Ford F-150. Fills up five times between Florida and Cincinnati. He's like, this was definitely worth the five grand that it cost me to drive here. And it's like, why don't you just fly? No, no. Did we have a Bengals receiver die because he fell out of a plane? No. We had a Bengals receiver die because he fell out of a pickup truck, which is why I drive my pickup truck. Oh, my God. That's a deep cut right there. That's a deep cut. You want to hear something crazier? So, so Joe's referencing Chris Henry, former Bengals, Bengals receiver who fell out of a pickup truck and passed away. I don't know. 2013, 2014, 2015. Here's what's crazy. Did I send you this? I don't think I sent you this. This is wild. So Henry played college football with Pac-Man Jones. They were like best friends at West Virginia, right? So of course, of course they end up on the Bengals. Chris Henry's family is now back here. His two kids. Pac-Man Jones is coaching them at one of the local high schools. Pac-Man Jones is their legal guardian. Like, what? What? Yeah. So Chris Henry's two kids are now at Withrow High School in Cincinnati. And Pac-Man Jones is coaching. And he's their legal guardian. And their legal mother currently is Destiny from Flash Dancers in just over the border in Kentucky. I thought you were going to go with Mrs. Pac-Man Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he going with Mrs. Pac-Man Jones here? No one saw that coming. No. I saw that article in the paper here and I was like, what? What is I happening? Mean, not the worst decision from the Henry family, but second, second worst decision. Can Randy Ruther get a who day on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Randy Ruther is currently sitting not in Las Vegas in his definitely in his Chris Henry senior bowl jersey <laughs> with his West Virginia patch. <laughs> I didn't find out Chris Henry was dead till he wasn't on cameo. <laughs> oh man. Sometimes we, we do it. Sometimes we go there and I, Fucking love it. Okay. Moving along. The Cowboys travel to Kansas City. I'm up first. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. I know it was just one week, but I'm buying in on the Chiefs, baby. They back. Wait, what do you mean? You're but but you're not buying in on the Cowboys? I'm not buying Cowboys in on the Cowboys scored 40 something points. This will be a fun high scoring football game, right? Yeah. Bet the under. You, you think it will, I'm, but I'm definitely going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs as well. 
I figured. We, All need right. t- we need Tug Coker on for a Paper Tiger report. We haven't heard from Tug Coker in too long. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, man. I'm golfing with him today. I'm going to talk to him about coming on for a TC minute slash Paper Tiger report. I mean, he's been kind of elusive. I've asked him. And I love Tug, but Tug, I'm not begging you. Like, you know, I'd love you to come on the show, but like, come on. What's going on? Although Tug, Tug's great because Tug's not very, you ask him and he can't do it. He's not the guy to follow up and be like, hold a sec, can't do it. He's not the type of guy to be like, hey, how about next week or something? Yeah. It's very Paper Tiger-esque of him. Like, yeah. Okay, the Steelers will be in Los Angeles. Big, big spread here. This is surprising to me. Big Ben's status is still up in the air. I think that's why. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites. Now, keep in mind before you make your pick first, this is going to be a crowd that is all Steelers fans. I mean, they might have 50,000 of the six. I mean, I don't think I'm crazy to say they might have 50,000 of the 65,000 fans there. I mean, it's six and a half points because they're assuming Ben is out. Right? Correct. This isn't a six and a half points. We're waiting to see what happens. Because from what I saw, not only like he had COVID and he had some symptoms, like right. So this is more of a health issue. I mean, I'm going if if I'm going with the Chargers if Ben's out six and I think they cover six and a half with, with Ben out. I think they do too, and we'll just keep it at that. I trust the Chargers if Ben's out. If Ben plays, I actually think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I do too. Rudolph looked terrible last week. Oh, whack-a-mole. <laughs> that poor guy. Poor head. All right, Joe, that brings us to... Uh, what does that bring us to? This Where are we at? We're at the Sunday night game. Or is this the Monday game? Or no, I'm sorry. That that was your Sunday night game. That was Sunday night football. Yeah, mm, that's terrible. That's gonna. Enough. We don't have enough picks different this week. It's gonna look really bad for the Chargers on national TV when that entire stadium is doing terrible towels. All right, your Giants travel to Tampa. Wow, this is a big spread. Monday night football. The Bucks are ten and a half point favorites. I'm up first. This is tough. I'm going to have to go with your giant. This is such a big spread. The Bucks are just kind of philandering around right now. I'm hoping the Giants coming off of a bye, getting some people back healthy. We've got got white uh, color rushes. They have a Super Bowl in Tampa. Monday night, play well against Brady. I'm going with the Giants as well. Ten and a half, too big. I don't think the Giants win the game, but I think we're in for like a fun Monday night football game. Yeah, I hope so. And Eli and Peyton will be doing that game, I believe. Exciting. You got to love those guys. I I enjoyed Phillip Rivers because Phillip Rivers, seeing him, you know, again, like not just in a quick interview, He's every bit of the Philip Fudge and Rivers that you thought yeah. he was. Yeah. Unfortunately, his his son's football team 
gonna lose this week because the man and cast, the man and cast curse. They're done for the season. Oh, uh, they're done. Did you see the montage they did on the Manning cast with his family? Yeah, it was ridiculous. His one daughter, she looks like she's 20. Yeah, she is. He said she's a sophomore in college. He was, they were pregnant with her when he was at the Manning passing kick. That's right. Fudging. Unbelievable. There, there, there were some moments in that one that just, uh, I'm trying to remember what was it that really had me laughing. I like when I like when Eli roasted, or was it Peyton who roasted Eli when they mispronounced something to start the game? Uh, I missed the beginning of it, but I li- I liked the uh, who was it that roasted? Uh, oh, Draymond saying, "As good as you were, the Colts still cut you." And then Eli's response to that was hilarious. Eli was just like laughing. Mickelson was great. Mickelson was like, I'm just asking uh, too many questions for me. I liked it. I loved it. It's like, cause you know, you have all these guys on, you talk about like, they love to ask the football players on about this. It's like, I, you know, I didn't want Mickelson coming on talking. Like they're going to ask him a bunch of questions about golf. So he put it to them. I mean, certainly he's not going to answer any football questions. I liked it. I thought he was great. Well, it'll be, I, I can't wait to see who they have this week. I thought Draymond was pretty good too. Well, the hotline, we're not going to have time for any more calls today. 310-359-8365. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Drop a podcast review on Apple. Leave that Twitter, Instagram handle, and I will reach out to you and get you some koozies in the mail. Joe Prano, what's going on in your world? At Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. I've got two shows this week in... uh... Tomorrow, actually, two shows if you're in the Los Angeles, California area. I've got a show tomorrow night at Bar Lubitsch in uh, Hollywood and the Hollywood Improv as well. So doing both of those tomorrow night. And then just stay on all of my social media to see what kind of dates I've got coming up because definitely about to add a bunch soon. So, yeah, just stay tuned there. Also, I'm going to get one plug in for our good friends over at EndCan the uh, and child abuse and neglect organization that we have supported a few times to the show. Our, our good friend, Adam, who uh, is now an official dirt ball. Adam from NCAN is a dirt ball. He listens to all the shows. He tells me, emails me all the time, reference them. He was on our Reddit page, which is exploding. Our Reddit page is, you know, growing by the day. He put a great uh, crush can, which is what they do all of November. They just want people think about like the ice bucket challenge or whatever. Um, it's just a social media campaign uh, to support ending child abuse and neglect where all you got to do is film yourself crushing a can. Um, and he, he put a great one up where he crushed a can. So you can check that out on our Reddit. And if you want to support uh, just go check out his video for inspiration on our Reddit page, I'm going to put one up soon. Uh, but all you got to do is crush a can of any sorts. I'm thinking I'll probably crush a Miller light, if you know what I mean, and then crush a Miller light. So, uh, yeah, tag us in any of that on any social media. Uh, thank you guys to all the people who support about like going out and doing the, the end can walk runs. But if you didn't, if you weren't able to do that, if they didn't come to your town, all you got to do is take yourself filming, uh, you crushing a can of any sort. All right. 
Well, that is our show. Thank you to everyone for listening, watching, supporting. You guys have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty.